Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Magnificent Marketing. I'm your host, Sarah Curcio, and we are on 360 Talk Radio for Women. And today I have the lovely Allegra Jackson with me as my guest. Last week was the first week in a while we didn't have anyone, <laughs> but I will pass the mic over to Allegra so she can formally introduce herself. Allegra. Thank you, Sarah. Well, it's such a pleasure to be here. Um, hello, my name is Allegra Jackson. I am the marketing medulla. I am a business coach, a marketing strategist, been an entrepreneur for so many years. I kind of would have stopped counting at this point, um, but I love what I do and I support women entrepreneurs mainly. Um, I, I really, uh, you know, uh, get the foundational resources for black business owners to structure uh, their businesses, to start their business, to grow it, to scale it up. And uh, I've done this myself for years uh, within my business and, and for others over time. And I just, I'm always motivated. Uh, and I know that the resources that I've put into my programs are, you know, with the, with the business plans. Um, that's something that I have been doing for years for my business. And I noticed the difference in made and my focus and sustainability. Um, and then it came down to the marketing and, you know, you have a great plan, but if you don't know how to put that thing into the market and if you don't know how to make sure that people, you know, know as much about you as possible in your brand and they get to see you multiple times in multiple different ways, um, then sometimes you can really be overlooked and you can have like the best idea. So, um, you know, I support women and black business owners because we do uh, have a lot of learning to do, Right. Um, and that has been proven in the statistics. So that's what I do mainly. And I do them with my one-on-one -on -one programs. I do that with my strategy sessions. So people can book from one hour up to 90 days with me and my staff. And, um, and I also have a lot of partnerships. Like I do uh, partnerships for my business, um, like ADP, human resources development, and uh, also uh, with major companies like uh, organizations like the Chamber of Commerce, and we support our clients. Uh, also, we support our win community. Uh, you know, plug in there. And uh, no, no, definitely, sure. definitely with the win because I've mentioned that a few times <laughs> over. And she, Allegra, is our win founder. Just FYI for all you listeners. <laughs> yes, and you know, the win community grew out of the passion for what I was already doing uh, with you know to support women entrepreneurs because the need was way more vast than just me working with them one-on-one. -on -one. You know, they needed a community. They needed support. I needed support. So, um, so yeah, so that community definitely built from there. And I know we'll talk a little bit about that, but um, I definitely coach um, mainly to, you know, structure foundational, sustainable businesses for the long run. So anyone who's really serious about uh, making sure that they have that business to create whatever they want, generational wealth, to, uh, you know, fulfill a dream, to be able to, you know, live a life where they just travel and have free time, uh, which is the number one reason why people usually do it with, uh, you know, freedom to pursue their passion. Um, that's what I help people do. So, you know, that's me in a nutshell as a coach. And uh, yeah. And I was really excited about having you on today because we we both love marketing. You know, you you are the marketing medulla. I, I love social media. And I just was, I thought this was going to be a very interesting conversation to see what your 
favorite and least favorite platform are, especially since we're both out there all the time. And so I'm curious, Allegra. Yeah. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I like Instagram. Um, Instagram is very easy on the eyes. Uh, it definitely is uh, supported in a lot of different ways where um, I can be very creative there. Um, I know the platform very well because um, I've been using it for some time. So a lot longer uh, than maybe like, like TikTok or <laughs> um, which is actually, I think, the the, the one that I, that I use the least. Yeah, and... I, I, I still, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't even have an account for it, but, um, Ari was saying you should get an account, check it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, to the, to her point, and this is what I will say, um, I, you know, I do this for my clients as well as myself, right? Anytime there's a platform that opens, it gives you a uh, digital real estate, secure it, right? It's like, if someone has free land out there for you to just put your house on, you're not just going to let it sit. Somebody's going to grab it. That's and, true. you know, it's the same way with your brand name. Like with my brand name, um, you know, I love to set up my clients uh, where their name can be the same across all social media platforms. And if you're not quick to grab something in the moment, like a TikTok username, somebody else may grab it and may have your same name. And now you have to be, you know, Sarah Curcio number two. Um, so I just, you know, I just like to secure the digital real estate part of it, but you don't have to use it right away. Like I don't use my TikTok. Uh, I occasionally post something on there, but honestly, it's just to test it out and it's not really to to do anything uh, that's going to be time consuming or anything. I usually repost or go over there and vent or try out something because the platforms, each of them all have a different purpose. Um, I, you know, sometimes we try and put all the same, uh, and you can tell me what you feel about this, Sarah, but all the same posts and reels and things on all the social media platforms, not even thinking about what the audience is really wanting to see. I, and... I agree. I agree with that because <laughs> I, I see my clients do it and I'll do it on certain platforms. Like, you know, I can copy something from Facebook to LinkedIn, but. I will make edits on LinkedIn, whereas like Facebook, you can put a whole bunch of emojis. LinkedIn, I feel like maybe one, maybe two max, but I will definitely go through and edit all the emojis out, you know, and I feel like a lot of people may not realize that they'll just copy and paste and boom, post it. That's so interesting you said that. Um, I don't think I use emojis on LinkedIn and um, I don't purposefully if I did, it probably was like the link in bio emoji, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the silver link emoji or, yep. you know, something that, but, you know, we're all like on LinkedIn, we have to think about the targeted audience there. Like they're all professionals. Like yes. most of them are either at work or they're, you know, running a business or, or trying to get into some type of career field. I literally get my, uh, most of my staff and interns from there. Right. That's really where I use that as a pop to to dig in. Um, and I get a wealthy amount of people that come through my doors with that alone. So the LinkedIn website uh, platform is not something that I use for a fun social media. Like this, I don't scroll there and just, you know, nobody's looking for entertainment there. So the same reel I post on Instagram, the same emojis I use on Instagram, 
or even Facebook too, because Facebook, and Instagram kind of marry each other. Yes. Um, I, I always say they're cousins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I can, I can, and, and it's funny because they make it very seamless for you to do that. And in the, um, I, I don't share this a lot, but I'll do it because we're on your radio show and I, I would love to give your listeners a little bit more insight as to <laughs> what my brand has done over time. But I mean, I started out, you know, of course, just um, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and then I merged in my accounts, right, so that they can be in the meta suite. And that gives you that, you know, they want to, I think, switch over to the creator studio. So, or was it creator studio first? I can't remember which came first, but they both still exist. Put it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I actually couldn't answer that myself either. (laughs) Well, they they both still exist and I still use both. But you get different, uh, you know, data from each one. So like I'll go on the MetaSuite and they'll give me, you know, all the data from the engagement and, you know, even when it comes down to like your, your bonuses, right? Like if you're in the bonus program, uh, that's really important because you get to see all of your information from, you know, your bank account stuff to, you know, how many people are engaging with your content, what content is going viral. And, and also just to kind of see like what's, uh, what's working. Right. And, and all of the information that Facebook provides for both Instagram and Facebook, that all is back there on that platform, like a dashboard. So I like MetaSuite and, um, and I use a creator studio too, because I think they want to gear that more towards creators, right? I think MetaSuite was like kind of business professional. And I think creator studio is like for the, the regular creators that just want to make money posting. But I'm yeah. telling you, Sarah, if you, if you look at these as revenue sources, right? Like the, people miss out on, you know, the opportunities there are, there are on these platforms. If I'm going to use something, I'm going to spend my time somewhere especially if I don't like it that much, like TikTok, oh, I'm going to make sure that it's going to work on my behalf where my time, I'm getting some type of exchange, you know, for that. Yeah, because that old cliche saying time is money is true, especially as as an entrepreneur, you know, where we're working sometimes what could feel like 24-7, you know, even though it's it's flexible, we don't have that set structure for nine to five. So I, I completely agree with that. Um, yeah. And there's things you're not going to want to do. Like I got into the bogus bonus program by posting uh, reels that I was uh, recreating from TikTok videos. So if you're going to be on TikTok and you don't like it, I was just like, okay, well, let me use what content I'm seeing as ideas and creations. And, you know, you can give credit to the other people because back then it wasn't really like big on like the TikTok watermark. Now they're like, being real antsy about it i was just gonna (laughs) mention the watermark because like we said you know people will just copy and paste their posts to different Uh platforms without thinking people were taking their tiktok videos and putting them on instagram and instagram was not happy about the tiktok watermark so Mm -hmm. i don't even think that their post was getting pushed out in the algorithm as much so no and still not to this day like people are still using it they're still posting with tiktok watermarks but there's a way to take it off like i mean as long as you're giving credit to the creator you can do that in your caption you can do that you know um uh, in your comments, like, I mean, there's ways to, to give credit where credit is due, 
but you don't have to necessarily violate the rules. And I follow rules. So when Instagram said, you know, don't post it with the watermarks and that went around, I immediately did that. I took off watermarks. I started to repost it. Um, you tell if you don't know where the content came from, that's one thing. Um, and then sometimes you can get content yourself. Like this stuff is all over social, I mean, all over the web. So wherever one person gets content, you can look it up yourself, get the video, do the recording, and that's now your content. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. And when you start to repurpose content and you start to see that that is a seamless process, I think people get really like picky about it because they're like, oh, well, you know, moral, there's this moral compass I have around it. I mean, listen, like if it's, if it's, it's content that's out there and it's free and available for you, then use it to your advantage. Don't get caught up in the, oh, what are people going to say about me? And use it in a way where it's actually benefiting your audience. When I post something, it benefits my audience. It gives credit where credit is due. And it also generates revenue because uh, Instagram and Facebook want you to post. They want to see you create content that's going to, you know, um, resonate with your audience and get more people to want to stay on the app and want to be, you know, uh, entertained and engaged, even if it's the same viral post from every single freaking month and you just repost the same video. There is uh, content, and I'll end with this because it really, it blows my mind because I know people that literally pay all their bills by uh, posting content on Instagram and Facebook. And that's probably why they're my favorite because they're revenue generating resources. And what you got to realize is that um, they want you to create momentum. And so if you're just starting on the app and you know you want to be like the creator, the content creators that post one time a day, then you have to have the audience to support that really going viral. If you don't have you know 25,000 followers and you're only at a thousand followers, you're going to have to post more. You're going to have to get the algorithm to notice you more. You're going to have to do more work. And maybe that comes from you reposting, repurposing, taking old videos from your past, you know, getting there on lives, getting more followers to follow you every single day consistently. Like, it's just, you have to be intentional around what you want to do. But that's if that's what you want. But, you know, being a brand and a business, I have a business that I operate on social media. And so I have a lead generating resource there, but I also create revenue on my uh, social media platforms as a brand. Um, and and that's really how I stay sustainable. No, I, I agree because lead generation is so important because I always say to people, including myself, if you really want to grow on Instagram and, you know, you're under a thousand followers, then you do need to be posting consistently, consistently, you need to be engaging, whether it's through newsfeed, commenting on others or through the stories or both, at least a minimum of 30 minutes a day. I know for me, I don't focus as heavily on Instagram for my business. I kind of always use that as a gateway from Clubhouse. Because for me, Clubhouse is is where I spend more of my time on. So I'm not as heavily focused. But when I have clients that are, I tell them, you have to really put in the work when it comes to Instagram, when it comes to free lead generation, your social media strategy, you know, utilizing all the new features that came out, including even like the little note section. Because 
I'll put a little note, like, have a great weekend, and I will have people DM me and just start having conversations that way. So you really have to utilize all these different avenues and aspects that they're giving you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wanted to ask you what your opinion is. I, I see there there's the new trend coming out, and I haven't done it myself because I – I don't like being on video as much, but I see reels. They're liking your reaction to videos. Do you mm-hmm. like doing that? Or how do you feel about that? Are you talking about the remixes? Yeah. Or first reaction? Clip? Like, well, yeah. When you're watching of another video and you have, you have a reaction to it, like, how do you feel doing it? Actually recording yourself doing that? Oh, it's easier. I mean, I feel like it's a very seamless process. It makes my job easier because I don't have to create the content myself. And, um, you know, I'm always up to new new opportunities. And I think that w- that's what creates success in a lot of areas that I see I grow in that a lot of people don't make it to. Um, I look at just the fact that if there's an opportunity for me to show up somewhere, I'm just going to do it no matter how uncomfortable it is. Um, so, but that that remix is actually, um, I love it. Like I, I didn't, you know, I didn't put it in my strategy at first because I wanted to build up a lot of momentum around some of my original content. And, um, you know, when people get to see what your brand is about, they get to understand, you know, what they're watching. Then when you find other collaborators to match that vibe, So when I go to other people's pages and they're saying what I'm saying, I get to remix that. And then my audience gets to see other people that that is agreeance with what they already know that they align with. So the remixes are great because um, some of the things that I'm seeing, and of course, you know, you here's the thing I think sometimes that we get caught up in, we get caught up in the numbers, like we want everything to go viral. Yeah, I don't want everything it, to go viral. It's not. It's not possible. It's just not realistic. <laughs> like, like I get. Let me tell you, I have one video, like maybe two a month that go viral. That's it. And I post a lot. And when and and let me tell you, for anyone who's out there that feels overwhelmed about the work, the work is not hard. It's about really put setting up uh, systems and strategies in place. One of my particular ways of making sure that I don't get overwhelmed with posting is I schedule everything, everything. The only thing outside of my schedule, things that I schedule that, that I can't really schedule is like real sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Because in the moment um, I may come up with something and I may put it, but, but you can schedule reels too now, like yeah, every, I, even on LinkedIn, like I think you can schedule posts. I was just going to say that you must've read my mind because I was on my app the other day doing work for my client on LinkedIn and I see the update and I'm like, oh my God, they finally joined the rest of the platforms with this. <laughs> But but see, this is what see, this is but the problem is never with the functionality because we've been it's it's easier now. It was easier last year than the year before, than the year before that, than the year before that. It has always become easier, especially in the pandemic. But what's happening is people are becoming lazier. And the the fact of the matter is if you really want to get something done, you're going to figure it out. You're going to make it work. You're going to, you know what I'm saying? Like no matter what it is. And with these platforms, because people go, oh, well, I don't have time. and da, da, da. Well, listen, there are people out there doing it. 
and they have time. If they have so, time to sit down and watch TikTok videos, reels, or Facebook watch, then they have time to sit down and create. Or, or even if they're watching those videos, try to get some inspiration from them. Well, you know, type- so you made a good point. They have time to sit down and watch it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if you look at your phone and look at how much screen time you've had. Or- yes. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> When I see that, uh, sometimes I'm like, yeah, that seems about right. And other times I'm like, oh, my God, I got to put this friggin' thing down. And and sometimes I'll do that. I will just put my phone down and I will use my planner, old school, write everything out. Or I will get on my computer because I feel like I focus a little bit more when I'm using my computer versus my phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, creators, you sometimes just have to take a step back and see where they can be a little bit more productive with your time, how to mm-hmm. organize it. And and we're all not going to be perfect all the time. It's progress over perfection. But you definitely need to be strategic with your time when you're in marketing. It, it it's just a really big factor because the days that I do that and I really stick to my schedule, I'm like, wow, look how much I actually got done. And other days when I don't feel as motivated, I, I see my marketing. It's just like, I wasted time today. I could have done A, B, C, D, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it just, it yeah. just can get crazy like that. Well, the struggle is, to your point, the struggle is in the planning. Like, a lot of people don't take time to actually plan and sit down and say, like, what do I need to do and get it clear, right? And we talk about this all the time in different spaces, but I just want to give light to it here because um, when we go to post on social media, you got to know what you're posting. And a lot of the time that people waste is by trying to scroll through social media to figure out what to post. Yes. yes. And it's. <laughs> I, I always say take one day and make that your content creation day or your strategy day, whatever you want to call it. Like I, I decided that Mondays are those days for me. I'll sit down and figure out my strategy, whether it's, you know, email campaigns, uh, social media posting, my free lead generation strategy, all of that gets done on Mondays now, like the heavy duty bulk, not that there's not going to be some things you do throughout the week, because we're entrepreneurs, we're always doing something. But the heart of my stuff is always on Mondays. Yeah. Well, see, to your point, and that's, and that's good that you said that, because I think everyone should make sure that And this is because as a business coach, this is what I've seen in a lot of business owners, especially since the pandemic, right? Because we have a lot of people that left their nine to fives because they're like, oh, screw this. I'm going to go start a business or, you know, they had money and they knew that they had some safety, some safety nets. So they, (laughs) they jumped out and they leaped. And now, you know, this is real life now. It's like, okay, this is the real deal. Like there are some real leaps and bounds in business. It's, it's really like, I won't have money to eat. Um, I won't have the, you know, I need to do this thing. And if it doesn't get done, I just won't be able to survive. Right. So they go back to work because they're like, it's too hard. But realistically, what that pressure does is it forces you to do what you really were supposed to be doing in the beginning, which was sitting down, actually writing out exactly 
exactly what you need to do step by step and actually doing it. And most of the time, what's even more crooked about that is as you're sitting down and writing it, you got to know what you're writing down. So people will write down what they think they know to do. <laughs> and then they'll go implement it and they go, this is crap. Like, like what? Like, I don't know. And they get confused about their own instructions. That's why I always say, I don't, this is, and this is just to my, my experience. Everyone's experience is different. Um, when I, the way I was raised was don't try and do it yourself. Always ask the person who knows how to do it so you can save time. That's how I was taught and raised. So when I got to college and I started going to the workforce, I just immediately knew to go to people who were in offices that I wanted, like the CEO, the vice president, and I was interviewing them. But when we get to a space of entrepreneurship, it's like you mimic that same process. But a lot of people aren't doing it. They're not getting anyone in a position of power to lead them. They're they're getting people that are on their same level, like the blind leading the blind. And they're hoping that that person helps them. But really what they're doing is they're trauma bonding in business. That's and- true. I mean, and <laughs> you know, you want to have someone who you could say, look as a mentor. I mean, I've been in a couple of coaching programs over the years and my very first coach, I liked her, but for the place that I'm in now, I don't follow her stuff as much because I feel like I, I grew from that and I wanted to find somebody else and I did like about a year ago and it just felt more aligned for me and Mm -hmm. you know that's what people want to stop and do I mean and and there's so many different avenues when it comes to business coaching so many different avenues when it comes to marketing strategies and people if they want to keep leveling up they have to surround themselves I mean they always say the five people you're closest to are going to help you move forward with whatever you're doing, personal, professional, you know, so you might, everyone should stop and just kind of look around them basically. Yeah. Your top five yep. you are the sum of it. Yeah. I, I had to do that practice. My first mentor made me walk through that practice and uh, he said, look at the top five people that you have. And he actually did it like a mathematical equation. He said, write down how much money they make a year. Write down um, what their habits are. Um, you know, write down. Like he told me all these things to write down. And I did it. I did like an exercise of it. And I realized that I didn't like, like, I, I didn't. <laughs> I realized that the sum of who they were was basically, uh, you know, um, mediocre type mindset, you know, poor poor mindset, actually, because they weren't really happy about life or money. And they complained about a lot of things. And they also weren't striving for success. They didn't want to be an entrepreneur. And they were only making like, you know, 30 to $40,000 a year. And my mentor said, if you want to get to six figure salary, or a six figure income, or be a business owner and make that much money, do you think any of these people will get you there? I was like, no. <laughs> well, that, that's definitely, as they say, food for thought, because um, how do I say this? We we had a debate in one of my clubhouse uh, rooms, and it was about numbers. 
And the topic that I was focusing on um, where numbers don't matter was the amount of followers you have, because I was saying you can still be successful entrepreneur, even with a small pool of followers, if it's the right ideal client that you have following you. And everybody was getting into a debate on, you know, insight numbers and and price point numbers. And I'm like, how did this get so out of control? Well, because people, because there's there's too many chiefs and not enough Indians. There's That's too many true. people in a swarm of this sea of entrepreneurship trying to one up, trying to, you know, be the boss. Like, no, I'm right. No, I'm right. And it doesn't matter who's right. It, it, what, who, what matters is, are you making an impact? Are you effective? Um, you know, it, honestly, when it comes down to numbers, uh, I always put it like this. doesn't matter how many followers you have. Are you influential? Like, are you being an influence to the people who are there? Because most people will have 35,000 followers and like, you'll see like five likes on a post. And be like, how is that? Like you bought your followers. Yeah. Um, you know, you have I people. I <laughs> still can't believe people are doing that. I, I just oh, can't. Yeah. It, I, I mean, I know they are, but it's like, you haven't learned anything yet like how, how is that going to help well, your engagement have, well, your visibility your well well i i mean there's benefits to it there's benefits to it but they don't they're not here for a impact see there's a difference and if people just can kind of put it into categories and say you know where do i fit into this thing there are always going to be people who are scammers there are always going to be people who don't mean well there are always going to be people who just don't know like you have to be in a position to know where you stand. And as an entrepreneur for a very long time, I just think I've grown in this discernment of it to very quickly understand where I stand and where other people do. And if you have a lot of followers, but your integrity is out of pocket and you're not ethical, then I'm quickly, you know, turning their way because it doesn't matter. Um, you know, people, people for some reason, that are very um, different spaces in our life. They look for guidance and depending on what their experiences is in life, they can easily be guided by the wrong people. So you get a lot of people that follow someone, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're making an impact or that they're influential or that they're really going to help you change your life. That's just a celebrity in someone's eyes. Followers, just numbers. I don't want followers. Like um, I want believers. Okay, I want to be like how my God, how Jesus was, which I say Jesus was the best brand out there. Like Jesus is never, it will never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever be the, the less of any brand ever in the world. If you want to be a the best entrepreneur, go follow his journey. Because when I think about how, you know, he didn't wear the best clothes. He had what, like the regular sandals walking in dirt like everybody else. He didn't like you know, um, uh, you know, promote himself as bigger than everyone. He was just a common man that believed and he had a mission and his mission was to spread the word. That was it. And he, he went far and wide. And this man did not have a problem, I'm sure, doing some of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs are afraid to do, which is tell people to follow him, tell people to believe, tell people to, you know, um, give. Get out there Only, and get over the fear of public speaking. <laughs> I mean, it's just... No, seriously. It, 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 you know, a lot of the things that we hold ourselves back from are things that have been conditioning. 
from what someone else has has done. But if we can be influential and impact lives like Jesus did and be the best brand, he started with what? 13 followers, believers. These are not people that just follow him and say, hey, okay, and I'm gonna go to the way. No, they went to their death. They were believers. And now he has what? Like 7 billion? (laughs) (laughs) So come on. And I mean, like these are years later. So if you really want to be influential, make an impact and not just have a few numbers, because these people, when you get off Instagram, if Instagram shuts your account down, you think they're going to care to follow them? Like, oh, I remember that account somewhere. They're not going to look for you. So just, you know, create an impact, get believers, people that will actually be a part of your journey that can grow with you, develop with you. And and this is why I'm very intentional about people that I take into my space, even my programs. Anyone who's been in my 90 day program, Sarah, if they do, I mean, first of all, no one has never finished it. And when they get in the 90 day program, they immediately start hitting the ground running. After that, that's it. They go, they go and they flourish. There is no need for people to be stuck. There's no need for people to, 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 to have to, you know, oh, I got to be on social media all day. No, you just do the work, create an impact and people that follow that or that believe in what you're doing, they're going to believe in you and follow whatever you do, wherever you go. That's just how it works. Well, speaking of your program, why don't you tell the audience um, what your freebie or your offer is to them absolutely well i have programs that go from 30 to 90 days first of all and um you know i support entrepreneurs from the startup phase so if you're starting your business and you just don't really know what to do even with you know you just having an idea i have supported entrepreneurs working their nine to fives even to transition from you know being kind of stuck and feeling overwhelmed but making sure that they have the resources there to build on, you know, creating their business name and getting registered with, you know, the government and making sure that they have all their uh, foundational elements in place, even if it's their business license. Right. And understanding how to actually do that step by step. We don't all, I don't only, you know, teach them, but we implement some of those things together and it gives them a powerful insight into what the business world looks like so they can master it and do it over and over and over again if they want to. Um, but that's just from the startup phase. And then, you know, of course, I have more intense programs where we dig deeper into business operations and even doing contracting with the government and getting partnerships and building teams. But I really, um, you know, want to offer an opportunity for anyone to, you know, have one hour with me. If you need that support and you're just looking for a coach, to uh, guide you to answer the questions that you've had for a long time, to structure a little bit of that business plan that you've been holding back from writing, or even if you need to revise it. Um, and, you know, the marketing side, I do inbound and outbound marketing. Even when, you know, if it's organic, that's my cup of tea. Um, but if, you know, uh, people need paid uh, advertisement or marketing, um, I do have partners that I work with for that as well. So, um, I want to offer a one hour uh, complimentary consultation with me. And uh, that's for my business coaching. And if, you know, anyone is really needing that uh, support to get more exposure in their business, just in general, uh, my win community, I want to offer the VIP membership. That is a almost $900 value for the year. And I'm giving it to you at no cost. So just want to offer oh, those. items. Wow. Thank you, Allegra. So, 
lists everyone listen if you want to reach out to allegra you know you can find her on instagram because you heard how much she loves it (laughs) and please mention that you heard her on 360 talk radio for women but make sure you put the women at the end of that because there are other radio stations that are like half of our name so make sure you say 360 talk radio for women and especially now that uh you know with women's day coming up don't forget to do that and allegra i want to thank you for coming in on magnificent marketing um we will be back again next monday and we are always on at 1 p.m eastern standard time um so i will see you you all next week and thank you again allegra i really appreciate it absolutely it was a wonderful time thank you all for listening have an amazing day (laughs) bye